to the KC City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. As I was thinking about the new year and 2020, I asked the Lord, is there a scripture that he could give me that would fit the year for the church? And immediately he said, Ezekiel 2020. So I looked it up and this is what it said. Now this may not be for everyone, but it may be for some people. And hallow my Sabbaths, and they shall be a sign between me and you, that you may know that I am the Lord your God. I'll just repeat that. And hallow my Sabbaths, and they shall be a sign between me and you, that you may know that I am the Lord your God. This has got absolutely nothing to do with my message this morning, but this is what the Lord gave me and I felt to share it this morning. What does, the, what does New Year mean to you? Someone has said when asked the question, what will the New Year bring to us? And the answer was 365 opportunities. What a wonderful thing to think about, that we have 365 opportunities this year, whether it be in our own personal lives, whether it be in connecting with someone else, whether it be in our family, whether it be in our workplace, whatever it may be, we have 365 opportunities. But I want to tell you that we can't handle these opportunities alone. Hence the message topic. I wonder if I could have that up. Have we got it up? Yes, we have. Good. What is the manifest presence? Does God manifest his presence in these days? Well, perhaps we could look at some of the things, some of the ways he manifested his presence in time past. In Exodus 3, 1 to 17, says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire. But the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and says, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the Lord your father, the God, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, 
for he was afraid to look upon God. This was God manifesting his presence. In Exodus 14, God manifests his presence by parting the Red Sea. In Exodus 13, God manifested his presence as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. In 2 Samuel 5 and verse 24, God manifested himself when Samuel asked the Lord for what to do to defeat the Philistine army. He manifested himself by the sound of marching feet in the tops of the sycamore trees. There are many other references that I could quote, but I will leave it to you to look them up if you want to. For a long time, we have spoken of the fact that it is only as we spend time in God's presence that we can operate in his will and purpose. When did these manifestations stop? Silence. Or did they? Turn with me to Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 27. Acts chapter 2. My bookmark fell out of the place. <laughs> Actually, here we are. Acts chapter 2. Now, I want to read this because it's... Uh, very applicable to what I'm talking about. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all, all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born, Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, Visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues and wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocked, saying, they are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea, and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words, for these not, are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken about by the prophet Joel. 
that it will come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out, that I will pour out, that I will pour out my spirit. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men will dream dreams. I needed to read that passage of scripture because that is when things changed. That is when the, the church was birthed, as it were. When the Holy Spirit came and filled people so that the manifest presence of God was inside people. Last year we were were recalibrating for overflow and we were acknowledging the the role of the power of the gospel of Christ in our life and witness. In this year of 2020, God will use each one of us to fulfil his plans and purposes, but but we must operate from a position of being in his presence so that he can manifest himself. There are many who lived out of his manifest presence, some still living, some passed away. Billy Graham, Reinhard Bonnke, Catherine Kuhlman, Smith Wigglesworth, Dwight L. Moody, Amy Semple McPherson, and there are many others that I could, I could mention that only operated out of his presence. And if you spoke to many of those, or some of those, if you were able to, you would find that they're just ordinary people, but living in the presence of God, the manifest presence of God. Yeah, I've got a bit of time. <laughs> I just want to finish off by telling you a, a story. A story of a man by the name of, of Horatio Spafford. And so that I don't forget the story, I'll, I'll just keep my notes there. Oh, no, I won't. I'll, I'll remember it. Horatio Spafford lived in the 1800s and he lived in Chicago with his wife and four daughters. But during the uh, Great Fire of Chicago, his, his business interests were uh, destroyed by fire. So they decided to go on holiday to, to France. And he thought, well, I'll send off my, my wife and four daughters on a ship and uh, I'll finish off all the things that I've got to finish off in Chicago and I'll come on another ship. Well, unfortunately, the, the 
first ship, ship uh, took off and uh, got to a certain place and it hit a uh, steel-hulled clipper and was sunk with 226 people lost. His wife was there with the four daughters and she tried to hang on to them as uh, the ship went down, but they were wrenched out of her grasp. And she survived, but the children didn't. And she went on to, uh, to France and a little bit later, Horatio boarded another ship after having received a message that came from his wife that said, saved alone. And Horatio went, got on this other ship and went off. And when he got to the place where the other ship had sunk, the captain came to him and told him that they were there. So he went out on deck. And you would think that he might look down into the water to know that fathoms below were his, the lives of his daughters. But he didn't. He looked up across the waves and he wrote these words this was a man who lived in God's presence he worked with um, Dwight L. Moody in his ministry But this is what he wrote. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ hath regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul. My sin, oh the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to his cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. For me, be it Christ, be it Christ hence to live, if Jordan above me shall roll, no pain shall be mine, for in death, as in life, thou wilt whisper thy peace to my soul. Whatever we're going through, whatever we've been through in the past year, can we proclaim it is well with my soul? Can we, can, can we continue in this year to live in God's manifest presence because he lives inside of us. 
his manifest presence lived inside of us and he wants us to share his manifest presence with those that we come in contact with every day. I believe this is probably one of the most important things to remember this year. That we're not alone. You know, Horatio, when he got to uh, uh, his, um, his wife and lived with her, they had some more children. I think they had uh, three more children. And uh, even one of those children was taken with scarlet fever. But he continued to sing, It is well with my soul. And then they moved to Jerusalem and started up a program in Jerusalem where they were helping people during the war with, with uh, uh, people that needed food and clothing and, and uh, accommodation and all that sort of thing, no matter where, who they were, whether they were Jews or whoever they were. And, they, and the, his daughter that has survived continues on with even that work today. Here's a man that lived in God's manifest presence. While I was in hospital, I lay there one night thinking about the pain that I was in. It's funny how when you're in pain, you think about yourself. That's, that's what I thought about. And I'm thinking about, the. I wish they would give me something to take away this pain. And God said to me, what about the nails that went into my hands and the nails that went into my feet? That's pain. And you know, the amazing thing was that that lifted off me. That lifted off me. Two thousand and twenty, whatever that means to you this year, let it be a call to continually keep in the presence of God. You know, you can get, you can be in the presence of God at work. You can be in the presence of God at school. You can be in the presence of God at home. But we have to acknowledge Him to be in His presence. Let's do that this year, 2020. Over Christmas, we thought about presents, as in TS, and not presents, as in his presence. Let's stand together, shall we?